You're listening to the Dental Sherpas Podcast, where we make it easier to transform your practice, get out of the chair, and into the life you want. Well, hey guys, welcome again to another episode of the Dental Sherpas Podcast. Uh, you know, we really hope you're enjoying this podcast because uh, I'll speak for me, said, I'm really enjoying doing this with you um, every week. We got to get to visit, but we also get to bring uh, what I think is some very helpful and interesting content. So I hope folks are enjoying it out there. Please reach out to us uh, through our podcast, um, excuse me, our website, dentalsherpaspod.com. Uh, we'd love to hear what you're uh, learning. We'd also love to hear maybe about some upcoming episodes, uh, some topics that we could kind of cover. But um, all that to say, said as we opened up, I was thinking, man, this is so fun to do. I hope you're having a great time too. Oh yeah, I just I love it. Well, number one, it's great talking to one of my best friends, uh, you know, across in Nashville and or Murfreesboro. I keep uh, <laughs> differentiating that. But uh, no, I, I really this has been something that I've always wanted to do for years, and and again, I keep telling you this. Thank you for making this a reality, Matt. This has been a wonderful experience. But again, I, I just enjoy it. I love talking about uh, you know the you know how we can make things better. I, I love teaching. I love mentoring. I I really feel that uh, you know I've had such a blessing in my life to. They've been around people who really kind of pushed me in the right direction. I'm just hoping I can do a little bit of that. I think you feel the same way. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you, you and I both get phone calls and emails and texts from doctors from all over the country and uh, certainly glad to help that way. But our dream and our vision was, well, maybe we can do this in such a way where we can you know, kind of eat a little bit of our own cooking, right? And kind of do it at scale and get it out to, to more and more folks. So um, so it's a really fun, really fun thing to do. We've learned a lot and continue to learn a lot. So uh, I'm glad, glad that we're on here doing this today. And I think we have an interesting topic today. You know, one of my favorite parts of what we're doing here is that, you know, you are boots on the ground running a dental organization um, with how many employees at this point? So, oh, I think we're at last I saw we're over 80 now. So we've got you know, a little more than 80 employees for two months. Yeah, a little yeah. over 80 employees. So this all, this stuff is all real for you. This is not <laughs> something you did a few years ago. Yeah. This is not something yeah. that you you talk about in a lab setting. You know, mm -hmm. it's not theory to you. And so I know that you're encountering yes. challenges all the time. And as you and I were talking before we started the podcast today, you, you had some things come up uh, in your company and you just um, spent some time sharing with and teaching the managers and the folks in your company uh, some unique things that I think our podcast listeners uh, will really like here. But I don't, I don't want to give away the store. I want you to set it up for me a little bit. Tell me what kind of gave you the inspiration for this conversation um, and, and why you thought to kind of present it the way you did? Well, you know, it started actually with a, uh, you know, personal story was with my son. My son, uh, basically was recently given a science project and the science project was to essentially devise or design a mechanical hand that would pick up a full bottle of water and hold it for 10 seconds without dropping it. Mm. And so, uh, you know, being somewhat of, uh, you know, independent guy. I thought, oh, I'm just going to go to the Home Depot, maybe go to a few drugstores, pick up a few products and uh, put this together and be done by the afternoon. No problem. Uh, and I quickly found out how inept I really was in terms of mechanical engineering. <laughs> and it was pause for thought, man. I mean, it was one of these moments in life where you like you had your 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 your, your guy, your dad hat on, right? You have a, the superstar dad mindset like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to come through. This is going to be something my son's going to glorify me for. He's going to love me for. 
but I quickly found out the exact opposite of like literally <laughs> what, a, what a complete failure I was in mechanical engineering, which was actually, you know, a, a great lesson for myself. So it got me so thinking about seeing processes, you know, and so what happened in that story was that, man, I, I got to be honest, I was humble. I told my son, hey, I really don't know how to do this, son. I, I you know, how we got to figure out how to do this because at the end of the day, dad's not going to be able to get this done. And so what I did is I just kind of did, and I talked about this with my team about like, you know, I asked for help, you know, identified that I was definitely weak in that area. I asked for help, you know, I found someone who knew what they're doing. I literally found online, just kind of just some research and found this guy who runs a couple of YouTube channels and he's like a mechanical engineer who does these kind of cool projects and, and, and everything from home uh, uh, design for things to improve your home living to making these cool projects for kids. And I just got interface with him and he's really cool. He got on the phone with us and we got on a Zoom call and he literally showed us how to do this thing and just had a ball. This guy now is this new mentor for my, my son and I, which is wonderful. And one of the things we took away from that also was like, and he told me this directly, he goes, hey guys, you know, the one of the wonderful thing about you guys that have experienced is you guys failed and you failed horribly, but that's going to be wonderful for you guys because now you guys will have the courage to keep failing. And I thought, wow, what a great lesson for mm -hmm. myself, my son and my office. And so it was the genesis for me to start thinking about my company and keeping up my team because I'm always a big believer in like what I learn, I want to help teach. I want to help, you know, again, pay it forward. And I started to think about all the challenges in my own practice, you know, things about like where we're having a project which seems insurmountable or we have a certain type of procedures my doctors are really challenged with and they just don't feel comfortable with or, you know, a manager is not connecting with, with her team or or anything that becomes something like this, this really impediment or, or for lack of a better term, ceiling, we just can't get past. And it really gave me pause for thought. I think so much of that is because people don't take the time to feel that, hey, I don't know what to do. And they just stop there. They just stop and they just kind of, for lack of a better term, move on with their life and don't challenge themselves. But the lesson for me was, and I, we'll, we'll talk about it today, was like, man, that's a great opportunity now. So now I'm, I'm excited because it's a situation now I've actually used that experience to know to kind of coach my team. about. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when we run into challenges, um, both in personal life and in business and all of that, many of us didn't really, well, I'll speak for myself. I didn't really come prepared with a framework or a blueprint of how to deal with those challenges. Yes. Right. And great. so um, as we were talking about what, this inspired uh, in you and what you took to your team, what you really kind of came up with was a framework, right? Yeah. Uh, to go, okay, when we hit challenges as a company, this is the framework that we need to look through. And what I have learned about frameworks is it takes all of these nebulous ideas um, that are combined. Let me back up. When I hit a challenge, I've got all these options of things I can do. But those options don't come to me in a vacuum. They come to me through feelings, right? So I get scared, I get yep. angry, I get, I feel alone, I feel shame. All these things happen yep. and right. we get real confused and lost mm -hmm. and we don't know what to do next. And so what I have learned in any business, in the businesses that I run, the business that you do, if we can just take and create a framework so that in the midst of all of that, you know, feelings and all of these options that are running around, it's like, oh, we've kind of got a framework here. We've got a checklist. And just having that little definition doesn't put everybody in a box, but what it does is it opens up the options and the possibilities because now we're looking through this new framework with new lenses at the challenge. So didn't want to steal your thunder there, but I was thinking oh. about, oh man, that exactly. you've created a framework for your company uh, when you run into challenges. So, so let's talk about that framework. I mean, first, would you agree with that? And then second, let's talk about it. 
Oh, absolutely. I think that's exactly what I try to do. I try to basically create from my experience with my son and I, like, how do I go out and make this something where it's a framework for my team to deal with the inevitable challenges and adversity that we're going to be hitting on a regular basis? And so I thought, well, if I can create a list, we can use that as being literally our tapestry to deal with challenges that we could face as our people. And I thought how wonderful it would be to use this to help my team realize you can use the same list for your family, for your personal life, for things that are bothering you and holding you back from achieving the things you want to achieve. So I really thought this is a wonderful thing to share with my team and I've got some great feedback from them. So I was hoping we could change that, sorry, uh, share that with our listeners so they hopefully can get some value from that and help their own team, families, and anyone else they want to have this impact group. Let's so, dive in, man. What's your framework yeah. you came up with, man? What's your so framework? The, yeah, sure. So if the first thing I say was the number one thing was admit your weaknesses. I think mm. that's the biggest thing that people cannot get over. To your point, we spend our whole lives trying to feel like we're competent, right? That we are impervious and that we shouldn't be having any weakness, especially the leaders out there where they want to have all the answers. And I think the first step was me telling my son, I remember that he was just here to look in his eye and he looked at me. He's like, what do you mean you don't know how to figure this out? You know? But being able to kind of look within myself and right. say, I'm not being a good dad unless I tell this guy, I don't know how to do this. And I think that was for uh-huh. me an epiphany for myself. And I think for my son as well, that, hey, dad can't figure this out. And so I think it's a wonderful thing that people can do that. You're making yourself vulnerable. You're making yourself ask for help. And subsequently, that allows help to basically be given to you, which is what mm-hmm. we need to receive help in order to get help. So mm-hmm. I thought that was actually something that really helped. And so go ahead, Matt. I read a um, just a quick little leadership note that popped up on my phone today. It said uh, uh, a great leader isn't supposed to always have the best answer. They're supposed to create an environment where the team can get to the best answer. Correct. Yeah. And that starts with saying, hey, I don't I don't know the answer. Yeah. The answer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I thought it was great. So like on my own company, I just think of like things I can make it tangible for people in the dental world. I mean, there's so many times when like we are dealing with, let's say a project or let's say, you know, a scenario or uh, an impediment of like, let's say an individual or a management style that's not working. And let's say it's just not working. What's, it's no problem with stopping in tracks and, and like putting your heads together and figuring out something new, you know, pivot, figure it out, work together, you know, admit that it didn't mm-hmm. work that time, but you can always learn from that and do better the next time. So that for me was, uh, I think, a great epiphany, which I wanted to share. And the second thing I wanted to say is that the next thing we want to say is just because you've been in it, it was a weakness. It's not mean you just give up. You know, the mm-hmm. thing about it is that I want to make sure it's very clear is that when we do admit there's a weakness, that's very good to do that. You're accepting help, but you have to basically then be able to basically overcome that, right? Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that we oftentimes do now, as I told my son, which we learned from, was do some research. If you don't know it, start learning about it. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I did with my son is that we ended up uh, going on the YouTube videos. We ended up reading up. I started reading about artificial prosthetics and designs. And my <laughs> son was started doing research of his own, like reading about like mechanics and design and model designs. And we had a ball doing it. It seemed like to be kind of laborious, but we enjoyed it because we talk about it. We feed other ideas back and forth. But along that line, it's amazing how you start to find out some really interesting things, which actually encourage the actual level of, like, hey, we, maybe we can figure this thing out. And it became something where just by doing the research gave us hope, right? Like, mm. and I want to go back to that. There was hope again, like, oh, okay, well, we, didn't, we felt kind of weak. We didn't know what we were doing, but man, now I think we can probably ask the right questions or we can ask the mm. right people mm. and maybe we can kind of get to where we need to go with that. So that, that kind of leads into the third thing, right? Which is like, hey man, just start asking other people. Like, you know, you're going to start to find out from your research, 
what people you need to be talking to, right? And so what we learned is like, on a, we got on a YouTube channel with my son. We started watching this one guy, and my son knows the guy's name. I, I don't have the top of my head, but this guy literally had this great YouTube channel on designing home projects using you know, things you find in a home and creating some really cool tools that made, you know, things around the house easy to work with. Like it was everything from a self-made hand, uh, self-made way of actually opening cans easier or a way of like, you know, getting a way to cut the cheese uh, you have without a cheese cutter, but using thing that cuts into the perfectly lined up uh, uh, slices that you want. It's all these little kind of fun items that he does using his mechanical engineering background. And my son just started emailing this guy. We're like, like okay, well, why not? And then what do you know from asking others, we found this great mentor and that's number four. When you do start asking others, it leads into finding the people that you know you wanna learn more from, the people who literally become your mentors. So in this particular situation, we started finding a guy who took interest in us. He was excited about the fact that we are a father and son team. We're working on these products together and trying to figure things out. And he was really great because he was like, I always laugh and call him my son. He's like, this guy's like this, like this, for lack of a, he's like this Dalai Lama. He's like this, this, this very peaceful kind of kind person who's like teaching us. So we're not just learning how to make this mechanical. I told my son that we're not just making this mechanical. He's teaching us bigger stuff here, son. And so yeah. that was kind of fun that we kind of got into that. But uh, go ahead, Matt. Well, he, he, I, I was thinking, I, in fact, I just had this conversation with uh, my son, my 15-year-old, uh, the other day, and my wife and I were talking about it. There's a great friend of ours um, mm -hmm. who uh, I watched years ago stand up in front of all of these dentists. And I, at this point in my life, have seen him stand up in, in front of probably thousands of dentists. And he would always put his cell phone number up there. On the pres at the end of the presentation, he would say, "Call me on my cell phone." And I was talking to him after that one day, and he said, "I said, man, do you just get worn out?" And he said, uh, "He said, you know, people." He said, "I put uh, my cell phone up," and he said, "Nobody ever calls me." Mm -hmm. And I thought, "I'm going to call him. Yeah. Like I'm going to be the guy who calls him because great mentors who do things for the passion, they really are looking for people who are asking." For help and it's so rare that people actually kind of come with a posture of humility right right and and ask for help and say man i don't know how to do that we've got another friend you and i um who i watched do that just in these amazing settings with billionaires and you know i i watched the guy just beautifully just say i don't know how to do that will you teach me can i call you can i ask you about that yeah. and they're like of course right. you can call me so right. i know that sometimes there's a barrier and a challenge to maybe asking for a mentor or asking for help but most of the time um folks are looking to help now the worst thing that can happen is they can say no right, right. and i told my son the other day i said listen they're not helping you anyway Mm -hmm. So the worst that can happen is you just end up in the same situation that you're already in, right? Which is they're not going to help you. But the best thing that can happen is they go, absolutely, John Mark, come here. Let me teach you about how to do this. I'll show you. And now you've got what you're looking for, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that I just find that it's just such an exciting, you know, just the journey doing it, which is so great. And again, I always want to tie this into the dental world so our listeners understand how this kind of ties into them. You know, one of the things that you're going to find as you're asking others and looking for people with the knowledge is that along that way, you're developing your own skill set. You're developing your own confidence. You're developing your means mm -hmm. of, of finding the answers you need, right? And I think there's so many times when we actually are faced with challenges and we're faced with impediments that rather than looking at ways to actually kind of find ways to overcome that, we find ways to quit, right? Mm -hmm. But the processes we're talking about are just a means of like, okay, well, here's what we do. We've identified we don't understand it. 
But however, we can identify it if we actually did some research and learn about it. Maybe we can learn along the way of like, hey, maybe we need to be asking the better questions. Mm -hmm. And then with the better questions, you're starting to find the better people. Who should we be asking those questions of? And as we're asking the questions of these people along the way, to your point, we're going to find the people who want to answer those questions, who want to develop, who want to actually lift your game or inspire you. And those are going to be the people who actually make a big difference for yourself. And so going into those four items so far, that's what you're going to find. But I think the most important one on the list, this is the one that I really, really fundamentally put my hat on. It's that you're going to learn to fail. You know, mm. You're going to basically learn to try and fail and fail and fail. But along that way, that's going to lead you into success. Not necessarily on the particular project that you're working on, but it's going to build in you an ability to be curious, an ability to feel okay to be confused. An ability to kind of understand that along this journey, you're going to basically provide yourself such an amazing amount of confidence in yourself to basically push yourself to move things forward rather than giving up so easily. And I think along this way, we talked about before, again, we keep saying it, it's that growth mindset, right? Rather than looking at these as being impossible impediments to overcome, we look at them as challenges to kind of continue to keep looking at in ourselves. So kind of so, hey, what a wonderful opportunity is to learn more about this thing. And whatever challenges I may have, I'm going to get better and better at it. And more importantly, down the road, what an amazing growth journey I'm going to take by doing that. So I was spending my time talking to my team about this. And I think it became such a, you know, a popular discussion amongst my team because so many disclosed to me, you know, you're right. A lot of times, rather than really looking at this as being a, a, a challenge or an opportunity, I've always looked at it as being, I'm just not good enough. I just can't figure this out. But it now gives them the courage to say, you know what? It's okay to be confused. It's mm -hmm. okay to not have all the answers. And more importantly, it's okay to ask questions and try to get the right answers. And so I'm really looking at this as being something that really empowers my team to start helping one another so that when things go wrong, and I tell them, there's nothing wrong with making mistakes and apologizing, just trying to do better next time. I mean, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, if we're just trying to get better, we're going to get better. So I think mm -hmm. that was for me the powerful message that I'm just so happy that my team was very you know, open to the idea. And it was wonderful to see many of them then tell me, man, I can take this home to my own son. This is the kind of stuff I can take to my family. And so that's the stuff for me, which got me excited. Yeah, I love what you're talking about, Said. I think it's so powerful. I think that mindset, um, you know, really matters. And I, I think we have talked about this way back at the beginning of our podcast series. And I want to bring it back up. You know, my son's playing basketball this year. And we were talking about that was my sport, basketball. And he's a freshman. And so we were just talking about this. And I said, you know, I think basketball is such a great sport because it's so fast that you don't have time to just sit and mope about your failures. Where I played a lot of baseball, not to offend baseball players out there, but baseball, if you make a mistake, that might be the only ball that's hit to you the entire game, <laughs> right? And so you have to live with it. And that, I right. just, it just, I would just buckle under the pressure right. where basketball right. moves so fast. And part of the game is learning. Every time down the court, you're learning. You get a little bit more information. Oh, this guy likes to go with his left hand. And when he does this, I can get over and get in front of him. He might beat you the first time, but by the yeah. second or third time, you've learned that a little bit. Or you might figure out the same thing about him. You might miss a shot. That's okay because we just got to take open shots. We got to keep taking open shots, right? So that, that failure that can either um, – it, it can either paralyze you or it can be something that you, that you learn from, and, you know, that takes a lot to a lot of like encouragement from leaders to, for their team to believe it. Right. It's one thing to talk about these things, 
but also the encouragement and the modeling, which I know you do so well of going, Hey, I make mistakes too. Mm -hmm. And we can learn, right? Yeah. This is just a challenge. And we'll try this and it's not going to work. We'll try this is not going to work. We'll try this is not going to work. And by the fifth or sixth time, we're probably going to find something that works really well. Yeah. And the other, thing I, I, the other thing I wanted to point out too, that I love that you said, and I want our listeners to see it. I want to say it for me to hear as well again, is that it builds self-esteem. Like your yeah. framework of what you're talking about really builds self-esteem. And I know that, that you believe in that with your team, that you're, we're not here just serving more dental uh, customers or patients, so to speak, that we're also serving our team and we're growing them. I was sitting right. in a meeting the other day and I heard a guy say this. He said, um, he said you know, a lot of times uh, we talk about our lack of self-esteem. And he said, I've learned in my life that if I want to build my self-esteem, then I need to do esteemable things. Mm -hmm. Love it. Things, things that I can feel good about. Yep. So if I have a choice today to do something that I can feel good about or something that I'm not going to feel good about, I'm going to try to choose the thing that I feel good about because that builds my self-esteem. Same is true uh, in uh, a leadership team or with a team. Would you agree with that, Seth? I completely agree. Yeah, I, I like the fact that he, you're constantly building on something that provides him a feedback of feeling better about himself and feeling more confident. And that, that's a wonderful thing. But built into that level of competency, I like to really teach them that failing is competency because you're mm. trying. Right. I like yes. to build the level of like failing is okay. It's not something that you should basically fear or something you should beat yourself up on. I always tell them, I look for ways for people who like to fail because then I know they're trying. Then I know they're yeah. trying to try get themselves to a point where they're trying to improve themselves. So it doesn't mean that we're trying to build a culture of failure. But what I do like about it is people who are basically comfortable with it because they know that it only creates, you know, you know, betterment in themselves and the people around them. So that's the one little trick that I would like to have people know out there is that, you know, I think so many times we, especially in dentistry, you know, we live in this world of like complete myopic, uh, you know, optics and everything's got to be just right. And we're living in these small spaces and we're so fearful of failure. And if we would just get out of our own way, if we would just get to the point where it's acceptable to make mistakes, it's acceptable to, to try and, and more importantly, realize that along that way to your point you just made, when you're doing those things, when you're trying and you're failing, you're getting that self-esteem, you're improving yourself so that every time you, you try on something new, you're getting better and better and better. And then your life is enriched, you know, yeah. and then the people around you are enriched because you're enriched. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where people get better around people who think this way. And ultimately, we can kind of really affect and transform not just the, you know, the people in front of you, but the, the, the culture in your practice, the, the community around you, the people who are in touch with your lives. And that's the stuff that, that really kind of pushes you know, the community in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And that failure is learning, right? It's not really a failure because you're learning as we all have heard, you know, lots of different stories of major successful folks who talk about their failures. You're learning a way not to do it, right? Correct. Um, and that learning informs your next decision and the next mm -hmm. path. And then yep. once you figure out how to do it and the challenge happens again, it's like, well, remember we tried those three things and those didn't mm -hmm. work. And yep. so now we go this way. So it's not, it's not lost. Failure no. is not is not a lost proposition. Uh, it's actually a part of every successful yeah. uh, proposition, right? Is Absolutely. there's going to be a failure spot at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, show me a successful person and I'll show you someone who's failed a lot of times. I yeah. guarantee it. I've not seen a person with abject success or all the people we put on pedestals out there, whether they did the business, the sports, or, or you know whatever guru you want to call all of them have had major failures. And that's the reason they've done so well is because they've accepted that and been able to overcome that by accepting the fact that that's part of your journey. 
That's just yep. part of how we have to live your life. Yeah. I, uh, I remember early on in my financial advising career, I had a mentor and uh, he used to tell me all the time, he said, hey, the first time you present a new concept or you present a new strategy, he said, you're going to be really nervous about it. You're going you're gonna to worry about, you know, did you, did you do it the right way? All of that. And he said, but here's what I want you to know. He said, you can't get good at the second one, the second <laughs> presentation until you do the first presentation. Yep, there you go. And you can't get good at the third presentation until you do the second presentation. <laughs> right. right. So it's all learning. It's like, oh, yeah, that didn't work so well. That didn't work so well. So you got to get out there and, and get in the game. Well, said I love your framework. Um, I, I would support you. I've kind of <laughs> written my notes down here. I've called it Sed's Challenge Framework. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and I would support you in you know, making posters uh, yeah. with this framework and putting yeah. it around your your uh, office um, yeah. as the, uh, whether you call it Sed's Challenge Framework or not, or whatever, just call it yes, our challenge exactly. framework or whatever. Right, right, right. To, to reinforce that, hey, you know, admit there's a weakness, do yeah. some research, give find right. some hope in it, right? Yeah, um, right find a, uh, ask for help, find a yep. mentor and then try, fail and try again. Uh, right. I think those are maxims that uh, uh, every team leader out there listening uh, could implement and use with their team. So any closing yeah, thoughts here on this topic? A great topic. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, no, it was just like, I just wanted to share that in my life because it was just such a, you know, for me an epiphany, like I was like, I'm sure other people are having this challenge, you know, and I just kind of felt it would have been a wonderful podcast subject for us to talk about. But uh, again, I mean, it's, this is why I love doing these things. If we can take things that are affecting our own lives and my own company, and to Matt's point, I'm not just some theory guy. I'm not some guy, some talking head who happens to come on every once in a while and just talk you know, knowledge with you. I live this stuff. I live and breathe it. And if I can find things that are challenge me and I can help you, you know, with your own challenges and your own team to make yourself a better leader, that's what this is all about. That's what makes me excited about doing these things with it. So again, you know, we'd love to have you interface with us on our website and give us some more content to talk about because that's what Matt and I want to do. We really want to help you, uh, you know, hopefully get out of that chair if you so choose. That's right. You know, the, the, uh, the 12th step of the 12 steps basically says you can't keep what you don't give away. So right. I, pr I appreciate you uh, being willing to share your challenges and the solutions that uh, you've come up with. So thanks again for another great episode. Thanks for listening in, guys. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to Dental Sherpas. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Hey, docs. Dr. Sed Lewis here. We're always looking to add great docs to our team. What we have created is a practice that's literally built for you to shine. Hey, and guess what? You get to practice dentistry in paradise here in Hawaii. If you're at all interested, and are exploring a position in our practice, please contact me at Dr. Lewis at kokuasmiles.com. That's Dr. Period Lewis, L-E-W-I-S at kokua, K-O-K-U-A, smiles.com. Love to hear from you. Can't wait to speak to you.